It's time for Larry News Sports. My guests tonight, the Sacramento Chicken himself, Marcus the Mad Dog Haugen. With a hearty hockey Dr. Dimension, Dan the Man Hand. And I'm your host, Brian Hackman. So you're dropping, it's not Larry the athlete. That is, it is wow. it not, you know, it's news. It's news I'm going to share. It's house, a little bit of housekeeping that um, Larry the Athlete is on hiatus. And wow. I'm, I'm very honored to, fi- to finally host this show. I've been a fan for a long time. So we don't know the Holy name of the cow. show. Yeah, I mean, we're still going with Larry No Sports, hosted by Brian Pacman. Maybe Larry No Sports <laughs> featuring Brian Pacman. Or maybe something new altogether, because, but we don't know. I'm just kind of keeping the seat warm for Larry as he's on hiatus. He, he hasn't hosted since, there hasn't been a recording of Larry No Sports since uh, the last date actually is August 11th. Let me check, make sure that's right. August 11th, 2023. The, wow. uh, the name of the episode was Mr. Nilakina Goes to Charlotte. Oh, I remember this episode. Yeah, you were on that episode. That was, or yeah. no, you were not on that episode. I'm sorry. If maybe Frankie, no, Frankie, Frankie saves. Was on that yeah, your associate yeah. Frankie saves was on that episode. <laughs> um, well, I, I think keeping the Larry no sports part, it's like it helps maintain credibility for the show. Or it's like, okay, yeah. you know, it still has the Larry the brand yeah there's still the promise of knowing sports whereas like, that'll keep know. the advertisers satisfied right i think i think that's very important and um you know like uh do you remember there there were episodes when like david letterman would have guest hosts a lot of late night tv has had that and i think the the yeah. the marquee probably still said the tonight show or the, the late show and uh maybe with david letterman but hosted by Dana Carvey this week. So, we might need to look that up. Did they change the marquee whenever Letterman wasn't there? Did they give the, the <laughs> did they rename oh. the entire show? Do I don't think, think they the did. Union's not going to claim that job. <laughs> you think what? <laughs> yeah. Those are billable hours, Brian. Those are mm. billable hours. <laughs> the Letterman's union not going to let that slide. Mm-mm. <laughs> Those and guys, back in high school, I think the Letterman's Union used to stuff my head in the toilet. <laughs> well, those are Does that joke happens. make any sense? Um, I think so, because Letterman's like the jer- the uh, the letter jackets, yeah, the varsity was, jackets, I which I which my friend Larry would know all about. I'm I'm kind right. of I'm I'm less of an athlete and more of just a I'm just an entertainer, really. Oh, yeah. yes. it's like I'm not a journalist. I'm just an entertainer. So anything I say mm-hmm. is fair game. 
That being said, this is a sports show. We are going to talk a bit about sports. Uh, it is actually a the 2024 Wall of Fame induction ceremony. Ooh. And we're going to start in the state of Florida, the Sunshine State, with Udonis Haslam. Uh, Marcus, I'm sure you know who Udonis Haslam is. Dan, you may not be yes. familiar. But I for any listeners, yeah. yeah, listeners who don't know, or Dan, who doesn't know a little bit about <laughs> him, he was born in Miami, Florida on June 9th, 1980. He spent four years at the University of Florida, where he was a three-time All-SEC player, and he made the th- uh, All-SEC team three times. He, uh, going out of college, he was not drafted. He played a year in a French professional league, and then he was signed by the Miami Heat in 2003, uh, still undrafted, of course, and played there an astounding 20 years, all with the Miami Heat. It's very unprecedented to have a career that long and to play it with all one team these, these days. That's it's very unlikely, and so to be born in Miami, Florida, go to the University of Florida, Florida, play professional ball for the Miami team in Florida, this is a Florida man through and through. Yeah, with yeah. that small exception where he played a year for the Toulouse Cigarettes, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the Frenchy smoke. That way, it's in its own bizarre way that makes him just as much of a Florida man playing for the cigarettes. Yeah, 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 yeah very much so. So, uh, with the Miami Heat, um, so not a well-known player when he was signed, but he made the 03-04 All-Rookie Second Team. He never made an All-Star team, but he won three championships, one in 06, one in 2012, and one in 2013. Those are the only three championships the Miami Heat ever won. Uh, 06, that was with Wade and Shaq. And 12 and 13, that was obviously with the, the Heatles of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and uh, Chris Bosh. The Heatles. The Heatles, indeed. And he retired at the end of last season at the age of 43, where he was the oldest player in the NBA. Um, for the last few years, he was still on the Heat roster. He only played sparingly, but he was more, he was more of kind of a locker room presence a captain of the team, but still an active NBA player who did get a few minutes here and there. And all that, most importantly, he was the last player in the NBA who was older than me. Wow. From now on, every NBA player who ever steps on the court is or will be younger than me. And that's the sign of the times. I had like a very similar reaction when you said he was born in 1980, because I feel like for the past, like, I don't know, five or six years, he's just been described like anytime he comes up as ancient, it's like, (laughs) oh, this guy's born in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, he had gray hair starting maybe five, ten years ago and played ten years with gray hairs. Uh, but LeBron has gray hair. You know, it's not not uncommon for an active player. And I think uh, players will now start playing beyond age 43, um, I'm sure. LeBron is 38 and still going. Yeah, and he probably could do it if he wanted to. I think so. And to commemorate him, I have a, a Bazooka Joe edition rookie card of Udonis ah. Haslam. Wow. The oldest man here in his youngest and... 
on the back, you'll see the Bazooka Joe silhouette with a Bazooka wow. Blast fact that I'll read to you all. Wow. Udonis Haslam, height six foot nine, weight 246 pounds, drafted, not drafted, acquired, free agent, 8603. Haslam's great work in summer leagues gave the Heat plenty of incentive to sign him. He's well-equipped to be a legitimate NBA rebounding force. He left the University of Florida in 2002 with more wins, 97, than anyone who'd ever suited up for the Gators. Uh, again, Florida man through and through. And uh, I love that his bio at that t- point in time just includes his work in summer league. And that it was like, and the Heat thought, okay, we'll sign him. The bazooka, the bazooka blast stat of the year, as it's described, that Udonis wow. spent the year in France where he averaged 16.1 points per game and 9.4 rebounds per game with a field goal percentage of 57.5%. Mm. All right, Udonis, you, you made me feel young while you were there. and uh, I, I feel like I have to ask, in basketball, is a field goal when you drop kick the ball and it goes <laughs> through the hoop? Did you... It's close, and that used to confuse me a little bit as well. So, a field goal is when you um, you shoot the ball and it goes in the net, or or it's just a shot as a field goal attempt. Okay. So, it's a field goal if it's during the course of play. If it's from the free throw line after a foul, it's a free throw. So, field ah, goals are all shots okay. that are not free throw attempts. Interesting. Ah, I would have had no idea. Thank you. Yeah, often, you know, when you're talking about a player and his shooting ability, you uh, if you're giving stats, you give their free their free throw percentage, their overall field goal percentage, and sometimes their three-point percentage. Cool. Um, Udonis has them. I'm going to look this up. I, let's, uh, why don't you guys guess how many three-pointers do you think he made in his career? Oh, my goodness. It has to be not many. Um, in 20 years? In 20 years, how many, um, let's see here. I need total. Considering in your average NBA tournament game, I exclusively go for Mm three-pointers. I end up sinking maybe 16 of them per game. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That might might actually be a record if you were to do that in an NBA game. When you say you do this in an NBA tournament game, are you saying you're the most prolific three-point shooter in (laughs) history? (laughs) Uh, I mean, uh, it's called NBA tournament, right? The video game where you play basketball. I'm I'm talking about about Bill Clinton's uh, field goal percentage right here i'm i'm taking three three pointers well isn't nba jam the one with bill clinton nba jam tournament edition ah okay that's what i'm thinking thanks for clearing that up yeah so not in like you for clearing that not in this year's in-season tournament that happened in the nba all all of the teams were salivating over me i decided to just do another season at an ad tech company just just to be sure Okay. Yeah. Good. Because yeah, you would have ruined it if you were to drain sixteen threes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Udonis Haslam played till he was forty three, so you've got time to decide you still want to do the NBA. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see. We'll We'll see see how they sweeten up that pot. Please, Mm -hmm. if you if you do ever play in the NBA, please come on the show for an interview. I definitely will. But it would be nice if Larry was back. (laughs) 
<laughs> no no offense brian it would be nice to talk to larry if i uh if I yeah to. i mean i can't contact him i have no idea where he's been um so total three-pointers for udonis haslam in his career is i'm, I'm gonna say 100 okay i'm gonna say 45 okay you're both over it's nine uh-huh. Wow. In 20 years? 20 years he was he's sitting taken, on the bench at the end there for a while. He was sitting on the bench at the end, and in the, he, he spanned eras. So when he was first playing, the three was not the shot that almost everybody took. Um, yeah. and, and as Bazooka Joe told us, he's known for his rebounding. Ah, that's true. Because um, that's the thing. There has to be something, because it can't, it can't be true that all-timer, uh, longest running NBA career of all time, Udonis Haslam and I have the same basketball skills. I probably shot nine three pointers in the past twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I think you would make good teammates too. He's in charge of rebounding. You're in charge of getting sixteen threes. <laughs> the threes. He rebounds it straight to me. I'm right <laughs> on the other side of that line. Yep. <laughs> Dan. Well. Udonis, who has made nine threes, who has, uh, let's see, what's his career percentages since we were talking about it? His career field goal percentage is 48.9. It's solid. I mean, maybe a little low for a big man. His career three point percentage, as we said, he hasn't, he didn't take many. So it was 12.7%. And his career free throw percentage um, pretty good for a big man, actually. 75.6%. Wow. So that's great. There you go, Udonis. You have made it onto the Wall of Fame with the likes of Jerickson Profar and Frank Nilakina. It's a celebration. <laughs> there it is. And now. There is no value left in that card that I just stuck a push pin in. Yeah, I oh, no. I had that thought. I mean, my first thought was, I wonder if he remembers what kind of gum that came with. <laughs> but my second thought was, I bet he looked this up on eBay before you put this up here. Yeah, I uh, I I bought it on eBay. Oh, um, okay. Cool. F- especially for this episode, I I haven't been holding on to this for twenty years. Uh, I wish I could say I was. was. But I bought it with this, and I bought it actually a few years ago, like in preparation for when he does retire. Once he became the only player left that was older than me, um, and uh, it it cost under five dollars for that card. Mm. So I feel okay destroying it. All right, we get to our <laughs> next inductee, and it's of a similar theme. This is. NHL goalie, or now former NHL goalie, Craig Anderson, who was born in, who was born May 21st, 1981, in Park Ridge, Illinois. He's not a Florida man, but born in 81, a year from long ago, a year from, and to like kind of uh, spoil things a bit, before I was born in 1982. Wow. He was uh, he was drafted twice, actually. He was drafted in 1999 by the Calgary Flames and I guess was put into... I don't know how they do it exactly in the NHL. I need to ask Larry, but there was like a re-entry draft and he was drafted in 01 by the Chicago Blackhawks. 
Oh, they threw him back. They threw him back. They were like, <laughs> I don't know about this guy. I don't see him playing 20 years. He Getting drafted twice sounds bad, but didn't <laughs> I think Rambo got drafted four times. <laughs> he gets drafted by fate. <laughs> does he have a does, is there a Rambo movie called Final Draft? There should be. There should there, be. There should be. There should be. And it's just about his screenplay. <laughs> uh, so, Craig Anderson gets drafted by the Blackhawks. He has a long career, and unlike Haslam, he moves around a lot. He plays for the Blackhawks, the Florida Panthers, the Colorado Avalanche, the Ottawa Senators, the Washington Capitals, and finally the Buffalo Sabres. In 2010, with the Avs, he finished fourth in voting for the Vesna Trophy, which is given to the best goaltender in the NHL. Not too bad. I don't think um, Haslam ever finished fourth in anything for awards. Besides best leader, I guess. I don't know. I think he was a pretty mediocre goalie, so I wouldn't expect him to be up there. Yeah, I know. So this guy, (laughs) Craig (laughs) Andy, got it. Talking about Haslam's goaltending. What's that field goal percentage? Uh, Okay, so he played for the Senators between 2011 and 2020. His best season came in the 2012-2013 year, where he also finished fourth in Vesna, and I think he had the best um, GAA in the NHL that year, goals against average. In 2016-2017, he missed parts of the season. Um, his wife had throat cancer, and he uh, stepped away from the game to help her out and deal with that. And uh, as of 2017, she's cancer-free, so good news there. That same year, he he returned to the NHL and um, he helped the Ottawa Senators make the Eastern Conference Finals, where they lost to the Rangers. He won the Bill Masterson Award. And the Bill Masterson Award is for an award for your dedication to hockey. Uh, one day I will win that award as well. What did Bill Masterson do to get this award? You know what? That's a great question. One of the things I I love, uh, I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I I am a fan of some of the quirks of hockey, like the one trophy, the Stanley Cup, how all the awards, it's not like the the Vezina trophy. It's not like the best goalie award. It's, It's like, and they're named after, some are named after players and some are named after these random like lords like Lord Stanley, these random noblemen of Canada or Great Britain. Let's see, Bill Masterson, looking at his Wikipedia page right now, was a Canadian-American ice hockey center who played for the Minnesota North Stars, 67-68. He's the only player in NHL history to die as a direct result of injuries suffered during a game. Okay. Uh, The result of massive head injuries suffered following a hit during a... January 13th, 1968 contest against the Oakland Seals. Um, I I actually have an Oakland Seals t-shirt. Well, so that's weird. Um, Yeah, you got to throw that shirt away now that you know they're murderers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the weird part, um, I guess it's nice that they named an award for him afterwards, (laughs) but it's like also the dedication to hockey. Is that... I, I don't know if the dying was because he was so dedicated or 
not, I mean, or is any in any way reflective of his dedication? I, I, I mean, he did die for the sport. <laughs> he died for the 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 ones he loved, the the fellow North Stars. Hmm. Well, I did not know that, and now I do. Now I'll never think of the wow. Masterson Award in the same way. Do you all know about that, like, um, that toy, the hockey goalie toy from the guy who got hurt? Do you know about this? No. No. So I wish I could remember this guy's name, because I think this happened more recently, like maybe in the 80s or early 90s. But there was, like, a goalie, I think he played for Buffalo, who, like, a offensive player was, like, charging toward the net on like a breakaway and fell down and he fell like skates up and his skate blade slid right under the goalie mask and like cut this guy's throat and the guy lived like he was okay um but afterwards i think it was like mcfarland toys like the guy who makes spawn they came out with a figurine of this guy (laughs) pouring blood onto the ice (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is that is gruesome oh and, and kind of wonderful. And uh, folks, if you're listening, and uh, please send me one of these toys, I'll take it. They're gonna have to add another name to the Bill Masterson trophy. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. I gotta find out about this toy with this bloody throat. I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. It sounds familiar. And I know, I think it was a Vander Kane, no, maybe, who had an injury like that. It wasn't the throat, but it was maybe, it was somewhere where he was like cut during a game and he like charged off and like bleeding profusely. Didn't that um, happen recently? That was recently. That was like yeah. a couple years ago. Um. But yeah, this one was definitely the neck because, like, when you watch hockey now, the goalies have that little plastic dangler yeah. thing. That's because of what happened to this guy. Wow, they should name that dangler after him. They honestly <laughs> might have. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Good. Now this is this is this deserves a follow up. Um. So as you might have guessed, Craig Anderson retired last year at the age of forty-one. Uh, 41 was his number for many of the years that he played, so maybe he did that on purpose. I don't know. There is one caveat that uh, Joe Thornton, who's a, who was, was a more celebrated hockey player, probably a Hall of Famer, he played until the age of, I think, 43, 42 or 43, and he ret- he. His last season was in 2021 uh, or 2022. And he, um, he he was hoping to maybe still sign on with a team. So he didn't play for a while. And he finally officially retired this past October of 2023. So he retired after Craig Anderson retired. But Mr. Anderson is uh, the last player to play a game who was older than me. And uh, we have another card. Now, I did not get this at the time it came out. This is a little hologram one. It's of the Masked Men series of cards between the pipes. So for goaltenders. That's fun for goalies. Yeah. Yeah. And if I don't know if you could see very well, but on the side of his helmet, um, it's a red car with this crazy looking guy coming out of it. Uh, Let's see if I could find some good pictures. And um, 
Um, I can't figure out how to share my screen. <laughs> what am I, a boomer? <laughs> uh, la, la, la. Oh, there it is. There you go. Okay. Craig Anderson. Goalie mask. Uh, this one is it over here on the right side. This like oh, crazy whoa. bug-eyed guy in this red car, which is, uh, I did a little research. It's actually a Corvette. And if you look up Craig Anderson Corvette, um, thedrive.com has an article. Craig Anderson is the NHL's biggest Corvette fanboy. And you see this is a different version of his goalie mask with that red car right here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got other hobbies, apparently. Corvetteblogger.com. <laughs> Ottawa Senators goalie Craig Anderson shows love of Corvettes with new mask. Wow. How odd is. I missed this article. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a shame. Ever since they stopped doing RSS feeds, I miss a lot of CorvetteBlogger.com. Yeah, you just got to go every day. Yeah, you just got to keep gotta... refreshing. Yeah. So the man likes he, his he vets. He has Corvettes or he just likes them? I would guess. Um, I don't know what the minimum salary is for an NHL player, but he's probably, I don't think he's like a super rich guy and he's never had like a crazy contract, but he's probably rich for an average American. Uh, I think he probably could afford a Corvette. I mean, here he is driving one. I don't know if it's his mm. own. Um. I would guess he's got one that or he's at least driven one a few times. I mean, it would be yeah. kind of weird if you, well, I guess people like, like teen, like middle school kids like cars, ba like babies who roll those matchbox cars. They like cars and they've never driven <laughs> one. So I guess it can be done. But if it, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um, you're saying that either he has to have one or he has the mind of a child. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty NHL accurate. Player. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, um, it's pretty much only car enthusiasts and children who like fast cars. You would think as a goalie, he the lack of object permanence would be a big problem. Uh, does he have a lack of object permanence? <laughs> or does well, that what kids have? The, uh, it's a bad joke. The, the mind of a baby. Babies lack object uh, permanence. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't been one in a long time. And not babies. If you're a baby, please call in and let us know. <laughs> um, sticking on his Corvette love, he he. I guess he he has a Twitch channel and he plays racing games on it. I mean, he picked the wrong sport clearly, and he also picked the the position where you move the least. So fast movement. I don't know. Uh, but. Check this out. Look at Craig Anderson in Whoa. his in his in his VR goggles and his like racing setup with bare feet on the pedals and his dual monitors. That looks awesome. That looks awesome. That looks like a man who likes his Corvettes. Oh yeah. Well, I would put in my time at the NHL to get a gaming rig like that. For sure. <laughs> That's true. You need, you need, I mean, if you could afford this, you could afford a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why bother? But yeah. seriously. 
Yeah, yeah you I don't mean, even have to put on shoes to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've driven a car, but usually I wear shoes when I do it. Um, anyway, masked man, vet lover, between the pipes, masked man guy. Uh, the back of this card says, congratulations, you have received a Craig Anderson masked man four card. From the 2011-12 in the game between the pipes series, and no piece of bubble gum came with it. No, um, I don't know. No Bazooka Joe. Uh, no Bazooka Joe promotion. But he's still making it on the board. We now have four pro athletes represented wow. on this board. Wow. It's a celebration. And there goes the value of that card as I stuck a pin in it. Wow. You could put a pin in that. So now you guys know about Udonis Haslam and um, what's his name? Craig Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Corvette. Mr. Vet. Mr. 41 year old vet. <laughs> All right. Um, how you guys doing? Is it uh, a good ceremony so far? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, this has been educational and entertaining. Mm -hmm. That's what I I I I uh, I shoot for the two E's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we now take you to the year 2021, way back if you could remember, July of 2021, where you had the Nagoya Basho, the Nagoya Basho. In July of 2021, the last Basho that Hakuo performed in. Mm. Now, Dan, I know you know Hakuo. Uh, tell, oh, yes. tell the audience a little bit about him. Hakuo, and this is not an exaggeration, a, a true contender for greatest of all time on the doyo, the, on, on the sumo circuit. Uh an incredibly powerful man, an incredibly agile man. He dominated uh, the the sumo world for like 10 years plus. And yeah, we, uh, Brian and I both stayed up all night long and watched his final match live against Terano Fuji. Oh. Mm -hmm. And it was, so the way these bashos, these sumo tournaments work, is it's a round-robin tournament. Each wrestler has 15 matches. And, you know, they kind of schedule them based on how guys are doing. They want, like, meaningful matches to happen at the end. And based on your rank, you play, you, like, the, the the top wrestlers go against the other top wrestlers. Or Rikishi, as they're known. Not to be confused with former WWE champion Rikishi. <laughs> um Hakuo at this point in his last ever tournament. And this is the first tournament that I watched most of it or most of the Makuchi matches. I'm, I'm so blessed that I got to see Hakuo perform. And uh, he was a Yokozuna at this point, Yokozuna at this point, not to be confused with former WWE champion Yokozuna. <laughs> Yokozuna being the highest rank you can achieve in sumo. The top guy going into the tournament was this Rikishi named Teru no Fuji, also a very large man. He was an Ozeki at the time, the second highest rank. So Teru, or Teru, 
Teru, for short, of Teru no Fuji, had been, um, he'd been dominating uh, before Hakuo decided to give it one last tournament because Hakuo was on the shelf for a while then finally came back for this one. And they both are just dominating this tournament and going 14-0. So each day I'm like yeah. checking if they won, uh, checking if they're going to go against each other. But no, they kept saving it, saving it, saving it. So the final match, it really felt like it had this big fight feel of two 14-0 guys for the championship in a final match. And of course, Hakuo, the greatest of all time, wins it, goes 15-0. In a, in a pretty good match that, like, yeah. had had a few moments. And um, Taranofuji performed so well in the tournament, he was given the Yokozuna title afterwards. But Hakuo, in his last match, in his last tournament, goes 15-0, which is just an incredible feat. And um, after it, he gives this big, like, um, uh, Howard Dean-style <laughs> fist pump. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, and uh, quite a moment. I was, I was up at 4 a.m. texting Dan. We were watching this on yeah. Twitch. And uh, it was a great great sports moment. Great moment between me and Dan. And um, yeah. I Huge have this... milestone in our relationship. It, oh, my oh God! This framed photo of there's Hakuo. Amazing. It's right after his fist pump. He's just now kind of just like, yar. And there's Terna Fuji with his wow. his thong. He's sad. He's sad. He is. Uh, oh, he has been defeated. There's Haku. Definitely came with gum, right? <laughs> <laughs> it came with a bowl of of uh, a bowl of uh, Chokonabe. <laughs> For those who don't know, they Chokonabe. What is it? Sorry. Tell us what Choco they call it Hakuho. That's Hakuo's bubblegum. Uh, <laughs> oh. <coughs> Hakuo. Hakuo also could be the name of Chonkonabe, which is the dish that sumo wrestlers eat. It's a stew. It's a fish stew with just lots of noodles, yeah. and so it's like healthy but hearty. So that if you are a six foot five athlete like these guys. You could add on a little bit of uh, weight to just help you push around your opponents in the doyo. And uh, Hakuo, I would say Hakuo is the most accomplished athlete on this board <laughs> between Frank Nilakina, Jerickson Profar, Craig Anderson, and Udonis Haslam. I mean, Haslam has his championships. Hakuo is probably his own, the only Hall of Famer in his respective domain. And he is wow. going up on the Wall of Fame. Wow. wow. It's the celebration. It's really filling out this wall. It used to just be yeah. Frank. <laughs> now it doesn't look like I'm as much of a Frank uh, lunatic. It's not like it's just an altar to Frank. <laughs> now at least I have two nearly naked men uh, <laughs> in diapers. One of them going, ah! <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's Hakuo for you in turn. That's Fuji. an amazing photo. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I took it. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was I was there, but I was still watching on Twitch rather than live and talking to you <laughs> at 4 a.m. Oh, this real life experience <laughs> could never match the internet. <laughs> Where's my gum? 
Yeah, I need I need all of the live chats, incredible witty wisdom to enhance my experience. <laughs> I need jokes. So we've talked. These are all retired players. Uh, Frank's still playing in chart. He's not playing. He hasn't played a game this year yet. He's been he he broke his leg in preseason and uh, has not been clear to play yet. Not that that's what's stopping him from having a great career, but so as we're talking about aging players, um, there is an offensive lineman who uh, is older than me. I think he's on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I forget his name. He he played and then was a free agent to start the year and didn't wasn't actually on a team to start the year, but I think Philly picked him up. His is name is Lane Johnson. No, I don't think it's it's like his name is like Jason Alexander, but it's not Jason Alexander. No. <laughs> you should let him play on the Eagles. <laughs> I'm getting angry. Oh, he's on the Seahawks. He's 41 years old. His name is Jason Peters. Um, so he's not officially retired, but the Seahawks are not in the playoffs. So it's possible he'll be making it. And I'm very glad he came back to play because if he had not, um, it would have been him. It would have equaled Tom Brady as the last player. And Tom Brady actually was in the playoffs. Uh, So Tom Brady would have been the oldest player, the last player older than me to play an NFL game. And I'm glad I don't have to put Tom Brady's (laughs) terrible, (laughs) undeserving athlete on this board. Well, I mean, that you have to do a picture of him kissing his son on the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you now have changed (laughs) my thinking about that. (laughs) Um, Here we go. I'm going to I'm going to share my screen so we could all. So we could all see (laughs) this photo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tom Brady under fire for long kiss. <laughs> In his defense, he said it was not his son. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady explains long kiss on the lips. That was just a pick. Oh my god. Wow. That's uh that's weird. Right, well, some people <laughs> like to kiss their sons on the lips. Yeah, far be it from me to, you know, tell a parent how to do their job. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't have any kids, so I probably would. <laughs> I I'm sure I would kiss them on the lips if I had. <laughs> I mean, what you only have sixteen, seventeen years. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Might as well get your lip kissing in while you can. Um, in baseball, uh, there may be a few players, but I know, well, Rich Hill, I think, has not signed with a team yet, but he is not officially retired. Right, Marcus? I think that's right. He I played last Cole's, year. Yeah, Nelson Cruz has to be up there, too. Nelson Cruz is a good one. Um, yeah, so Rich Hill is 43. He's a pitcher, for those who don't know. Uh, let's see, oldest... MLB wow. player. You don't see 
too many old pitchers, do you? That arm is, is like, doesn't it give way? You, yeah. They change where it like, you know, they go from being like guys who are winning with velocity to like sort of guys who never strike anyone out that are just kind of like soft tossing it in the right spot where it's hard to hit. Like Like Jamie Moyer played well into his 40s, right? Wow. Okay, so this article is from March 1st of last year saying the 10 oldest baseball players. Um. So as of March 1st, 2023, according to MLB.com, the oldest is Rich Hill at 43. Nelson Cruz, who I'm guessing is still active. I don't know. Has he been signed to a team? Not that I know of, but if I had to guess, he'll pop up somewhere. Yeah, he was 42 a year ago, still going. Adam Wainwright, um, he re- is he still playing? I think he's like, I don't know if he officially retired, but he was really bad last year. So yeah. I would assume that was it. He was 41. Uh, Verland, and then those are the three older than me. Uh, hopefully one of them continues playing so I could still dream about one day pitching in the Major League Baseball. Still have a chance. Could be like, you're letting that old man play? Justin <laughs> Verlander is old. He's going to be 41 this season, but he is about a year younger than me. After Verlander, you got Miggy Cabrera, who just retired. Uh, Jesse Chavez. Joey Votto, who just retired at 39. Zach Greinke, also 39 last year. Is he still playing? I I think he's may have just re-signed with the Royals again. If not, Mm. I think they're talking about it. (laughs) Good. I'm glad they're talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Charlie Morton. I didn't realize he was that old with the Braves, 39. Craig Stammen with the Padres. I don't think he did he play much this year. I guess he did. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's old. Yeah. So there's uh yeah. Um that's who's left. And we'll see about Jason Peters. He's he's the front runner for oldest active football player. Friend of Jason Alexander. These interceptions are making me thirsty. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's my uh, return to sports or the Larry knows sports return. And um, I could go on one little rant about sports. This is not going to become a recurring segment. I don't know if Larry would want me to do that on his show. It's not a rant necessarily, but did you, um, Marcus, did you hear about how like a couple weeks ago there was a player on the Green Bay Packers who almost screwed up the coin flip and then got suspended? I did see this, yeah. So for those who don't know, in a coin toss, um, if you win the coin toss, first, first you choose heads or tails. You can't mess that up. You just choose one. Uh, unless you unless you say something that's not heads or tails. <laughs> yeah, or you try to do like, you know, you'd be like, I think it will land on the edge. <laughs> yeah, it's like the one spin and roulette. Then the ref has to, has to punt the ball and it all gets messed up. <laughs> Field goal. <laughs> so after, if you win the coin toss, you choose uh, if you want to, you choose what you want to do in the first half. Or you could defer your choice to the second half. So 
usually you're choosing, most teams want to get the ball in the second half to start the second half. So if that's what you want, you can't say you want to kick it. You have to say you want to defer it. Because if you say you want to kick it, like that's you saying you want your first half choice where you get to choose is to kick and then the other team gets to choose what they want to do in the second half. So they could receive both halves. And it's happened a few times in history. I've seen it happen in, in college football. And it's just stupid. Like, why is this loophole there? Like, it's not... That is not part of the game of football. There's, there is a mental aspect to the game of football, like in you know time man- clock management, coaching strategies. That is part of the game and part of why people watch football. Answering the coin toss question is not why anybody watches the game. It's not a part of the game that anybody's interested in. I don't think if they close this loophole by like making it what you choose in Madden or what you used to choose in Madden, it's just... You're choosing either to receive in the first half or receive in the second half and choose side of the field. Those are your two choices. Just make it that. Let's not have this trick question where you could accidentally fuck up the game by, uh, it's not Jeopardy, where you have to answer in the form of a question. There you go. Does anybody disagree? I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think if, I mean, if you're going to introduce some form of trick to it, then go the whole way and force the two teams to, like, put their best riddlers forward. Mm-hmm. And they both have to solve some kind of mental puzzle. Yeah. Or have Two-Face do the coin talks, and if they get it wrong, he executes them. <laughs> yeah. It should, I mean, in... Perhaps in some horrific militarized police state of the future, there will be two armed guards who immediately execute anyone who does anything wrong at any sporting event. Yeah, I think that's coming in uh, 2025. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) I will have a great podcast to talk about sports then. Well, that's been sports. Um, I want to say I'm a fan of the OG Ananobi trade for the Knicks. And mm-hmm. go Knicks. They're playing great. Dan, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, if you happen to be in New York, in or around New York, uh, sometime over the past or the next uh, six months, and it's a Friday, most Fridays, feel free to swing on by, see some improv at the tank. TheArmoryComedy.com. <laughs> go to go to arm to see some improv. Um, I uh, I'm gonna be in or around New York over the next six months, including on Fridays. So I may indeed swing by. Come on by, Brian. Um, Marcus, do you have anything to plug? Um, yeah. Uh, well, if you were in New York in the past six months, I hope you stopped by the Armory Comedy. And you know what? I'm going to make a bet. I'm going to predict it. Not, I'm not going to bet, but I'm going to make a prediction right now on this show that in seven months, you will be able, if on a Friday in New York, be able to swing by the Armory and catch some improv. I really, I think that's going to wow. happen. I'm predicting it right now. Um, so if you're going to be here in seven months, do that. 
All right, and uh, my plugs, um, just subscribe to Larry No Sports wherever you get your podcasts. Um, do not follow me on any social media. Um, but if you're friends with Brian Packman, you could friend him on Facebook, I guess. Uh, Larry is maybe alive, we hope. We'll see. Next episode, stay tuned. If you subscribe to Larry No Sports, you'll be able to find out. And as Larry used to say, may all your dreams be hoop dreams and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. <laughs>